1: clubhouse show
2: welcome in on the A's clubhouse show big sigh of relief everybody yes walking a tightrope got a little dicey got a little hairy but they figured out a way to win it and score eight runs in the process and the final score is probably a little bit deceiving an 8-4 win for the A's but nonetheless the A's will take it win number 51 and they climb 11 games over 500. It is the A's Clubhouse show. Vince Catroni along with a player shortly. Roxy Bernstein in for Chris Townsend with Ken Korak. And take a yeah, deep breath now, deep Ken. Breath. They got it.
3: Yeah, I <laughs> no, It was a great win. They really needed it because, you know, not to belabor the point we talked about so often, but when you lose so many close games and all these one-run decisions, it can be deflating after a while because – you know, especially because you invest so much in a game, you think of, you know, one thing when you empty your bullpen, if you lose it, it, it almost feels like you lose two games because now you, you're not sure you're going to have those guys the next day, Roxy. So uh, it was a big win for the A's, and also to break out uh, with the home runs. As we said, they hit only like four long balls in their previous eight games. They hit four today. So that was big. And you got guys that really start to feel pretty good about themselves who'd been scuffling like Piscotty and Seth Brown and you know, big hits from Lowry today, and Jed had three hits, and, you know, it's amazing to watch him right now. He's playing like the Lowry of old. And you could see it coming with Jed. He
2: was due for a hot streak after he got off to a great start, then kind of cooled off, but now it just seems he's locked in from both sides of the plate, Ken. He, he's stroking the ball well, and even when he's making outs, it's loud contact.
3: Yeah, it's around like 375, 380 for him in his last 14 games, Roxy. And that would include four home runs and about 10 RBIs, I think, after today. So, yeah, it's great to see. And the emergence of Tony Kemp, although Tony's been scuffling, it, it enabled it frees Jed up to DH. And that, I think that's helped Jed be able to play almost every day for these. He's, he's been durable. And, you know, who would have thought, that we'd be saying that after the last couple of years with the Mets, which, you know, were so tough for him. But you go back to the early days of spring training, he was in great shape and he came out and the A's were pretty, they were pretty sure he was going to be their starting second baseman. And the move to bring Jed back for his his third sit with the club has really paid off.
2: Yeah. There's something about when he just puts the green and gold on and the issues that he had in New York and playing just a handful of games the last couple of seasons and, he just—it seems like he's comfortable w- when he's with the A's. He understands his role, what's expected of him, and it's just a seamless fit. Him coming back, and and Bob Melvin talked about a pregame that this is a guy that he just smells RBIs. He's up there, he finds a way to drive in runs, and he came through in a big part of why the A's are coming away with a win today.
3: Yeah, the big base hits are right in the eleventh. I think a big part of that is his approach, right? Sure, you agree that he grinds every at bat. He never gives up an at bat. Uh, he knows the situations and and knows what's needed. So, fundamentally, I think fundamentally he's just a really good hitter, and that's the kind of guy you want, especially in like situations where runner at third, less than two outs, when a, a fly ball will give you a run. He's he's just the perfect guy to have in those situations. We should also tip our hat to uh, Lou Trevino today because he saved the ace which, with his relief and. All the every club is going to say, well, so and so should have made the team, and there are all the you know the slights and people that that believe they might have been snubbed for the All Star game. He's too classy to say that, but Trevino has pitched like an All Star in the first half of the A's. He's been fantastic,
2: and you're right. The job that he did to wiggle out of that mess that Deekman left for him in the eighth inning. But just one more thought on Jed Ken is it's funny because earlier in that bat, Joe West called a strike on a pitch that was probably. Five, six inches off the outside. Yeah. And it, it, The the facial expression from Jed and the disdain that he has for a call, because I don't know if a hitter has better recognition or knows the strike zone better than Jed Lowry. And when he knows the right. pitch is outside and the look that he has on his face when a ball that he knows is clearly a ball gets called a strike, I, I just, it's, I, I don't want to say entertaining because I'm upset for him. But the disdain that he has, that look on his face is priceless.
3: Yeah, it's like a personal affront to him <laughs> when that happens. Like, don't do that to me. I know the strike zone. I know my zone. <laughs> but the other thing is that he gets over it fast. Yeah. And he, he stays with his approach of, of maybe all the guys the A's have had in all the years I've been here. I don't know that anybody is more focused on process than Jed. And that comes from his, his, the personal discipline that he has, the way he lives his life, and the way that he... He approaches the game. He's just a guy that, you know, he's very present in the moment. Every time he's at the play, that's kind of a you know zen kind of sounding thing, but (laughs) that really is the way the Jet approaches the game.
2: And and you mentioned some of the other guys that were able to contribute. And, for example, the way Seth Brown was swinging the bat today, he in three at-bats hit the ball hard all three times. Sean Murphy gets the long home run as well. But for Steven Piscotty, and he was dealing with the wrist injury. It's been a frustrating go of it so far this year. And as Vince talked about, his first home run since hitting one off Matt Shoemaker in Minneapolis in mid-May. So we're going on almost two months between home runs. And that had to
3: feel really good for Stephen Piscotty. And he's a guy who can be a run producer. We've seen it. He mm-hmm. can be an everyday outfielder for the A's. He's done it before for the club. And so we still have the second half of the season to go and assuming that, He'll be healthy after the wrist in the, you know, twice this year now he's had the shot in his left wrist, but he's a guy you can put in the middle of a lineup if he gets hot. So I, I know the A's are hopeful for that, and he is too. And so, and the A's need help offensively, and he's a, he's a guy that could really provide that for him. No question, considering that you have Mitch
2: Moreland on the injured list right now, Chad Pinder just going on the injured list, hopefully Mark Canna will be back after the break, From the injured list was another bat I think the A's sorely need. But if they can get Steven Piscotty going, it helps lengthen the lineup because we know the lack of production. Up until today, they had been getting from the bottom of the order. And if
3: he's hitting, I think it makes your bench a little bit stronger as well. It's a great point because the A's have a a young bench. And you'd like for the guys that you bring up from AAA to really contribute. But sometimes you're aware of the gap between AAA and the big leagues is pretty wide. And one thing the A's have, have had in their, with their good clubs, Roxy, is veteran guys on the bench. And I thought they had that going into the season. If you look back at what was looking like it might have been like a lost offseason for the A's that they turned around toward the end with some really key acquisitions. And so, like on any given day, you might have had a Mitch Moreland off the bench. And he's, you know, his numbers aren't great this year, but he was a good pinch hitter. Pinder was one of the best pinch hitters in the league in the first half. Uh, Tony Kemp can give you good at bad. So, but that's all changed because of the injuries. And over the years, even going back to the early 2000s, the A's had the veteran guys that they acquired that could help them off the bench, like Ronnie Gant had a big home run in the World Series in the, in the Division Series at Yankee Stadium. So uh, you run down through the list of the guys that, starting with Billy Bean, are getting Velarde in 99. Yeah. And they've acquired some really key guys. So maybe even internally, if someone like Piscotty can get hot. And maybe they might do something at the break or at the at the, uh, at the deadline, uh, Roxy, because I think that if you're going to play all these close games, I think it puts maybe even a, a greater focus on some of the guys you might have that can help your club coming off the bench.
2: And that's why today was so critical. As you alluded to, taxing your bullpen, you use Petit, Deekman, Trevino, and Wendelkin. And you're able to get the win, and you could – Really feel good going into the break, considering the struggles the A's have had, Ken, the last couple of weeks, to get this win today. If you can win this series tomorrow, I think everybody will have a positive feeling leaving Texas and getting ready for the second half starting Friday against the Indians at the Coliseum.
3: I think that's big, don't you, if you can take some momentum into the break and yeah. really look at the standings and say, well, instead of going, like, 50-42, and 42, if they had lost today and tomorrow or if they were to lose tomorrow and flip that to 52-40, and 40, Third time that Bassett and Colby Allard have mashed up, that'll be tomorrow. Bassett's gotten the best of Allard and the Rangers. He's won the first two. and you know. So that would be, you know, through all this stuff, you're going to have ups and downs in a season, and you go into the break 12 games over, Roxy, that's still a pretty good first half.
2: It is, and you also look on the scoreboard, and right now the Yankees, a one nothing lead against the Astros. They're in the fourth inning as they do not have a hit Houston to this point against Garrett Cole, who's starting for the Yankees today. And Aaron Judge, all rise, number 21 to left center, one nothing Yankees. Fourth inning at Minute Maid. Ken, enjoy your night, and we'll talk tomorrow. Right, Sounds great. Thanks, Brox. The voice of the A's, Ken Korak with us here, 8-4. The A's knocking off the Rangers evening this series at a game apiece. It is the A's Clubhouse Show. To get in line and join the show, you can dial in at 833 625 2278 1 625 2278. Coming up, we'll tell you how this game unfolded. We'll hear from the A's Clubhouse as well, and we'll hear from you as well. Roxy Bernstein in on the A's Clubhouse show along the Oakland A's Radio Network, A's Cast, and of course our flagship station 960 AM in San Francisco.
4: In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central, communicate, collaborate, connect. This is A's Clubhouse. We continue
2: on the A's Clubhouse show on this Saturday evening. I guess we can call it evening now, late afternoon still if you want. But a good win for the Oakland A's and a much-needed win, 8-4, as they knock off the Rangers, scoring four times in the 11th. Roxy Bernstein with you here from the A's Clubhouse coming up in a bit and your phone calls as well here at 833 625 2278 on the A's Clubhouse show. Let's tell you how this game unfolded today after a tough loss for the A's last night in Texas, trying to even the series. James Caprillian making the start for the A's against the right-hander Mike Fulton going for the Texas Rangers. It was Texas on the board first. Two outs, nobody on against Caprillian in the home first. And boy, what a rookie season so far it has been. For the Texas Rangers center fielder Adolis Garcia, and it continued in the bottom of the first.
3: So Garcia, right handed hitter, an all star for the Rangers. Here's the pitch by Caprillion now, and that's swung on and driven to right, way back. Seth Proud at the track, right to the wall, leaping, and it's gone. Didn't have to leap. About three rows back in the seats in right, that's number 22 for Adelice Garcia. And the Rangers have an early 1-0 lead in the bottom of the first.
2: So it's 1-0 the 22nd for Garcia. And then Joey Gallo,
3: the next hitter, made it 2-0. A shift to the infield. Here's Caprillion's 0-1 pitch now. And Gallo hits it high in the air to right. Brown back at the track, right to the wall. And the Rangers have gone back-to-back. 2-0 Texas in the bottom of the first
2: seems like it's Joey Gallo's 94th home run against the A's this year, but it's only his 24th overall and Gallo making it 2 nothing. so the All-Stars for Texas go back-to-back. It was 2-0 Rangers after one. The A's came right back, though, in similar fashion. Two outs, nobody on. Top of the second, Sean
3: Murphy climbed in. Fulton Evish delivers, and here's the 0-1 pitch, and that's swung on. that's drilled to left, way back, no doubt and Murphy has hit it out that gets the A's on the board and now it's two to one Texas that was a rocket right up toward the second deck and left number 11 for Murphy and if you, th- if
2: you thought that blast from Sean Murphy traveled how about this one from Seth Brown
3: Seth left-handed hitter and the pitch by Fulton Evitch is the backdoor breaking ball strike in the outside corner well that was in the first start that Fulton Evans made against the is this year on June 23rd. When he allowed six hits and six runs or uh, he allowed when six innings allowed six hits and two runs as Brown hits one to right center. That's way back. That's no doubt and quickly this ballgame is tied. Home run derby in Arlington today. That was a tremendous shot. About 15 rows back in the seats in right center by Seth Brown, and now it's a 2-2 ball game. That ball was absolutely destroyed,
2: 472 feet off the bat of Seth Brown, his 10th of the year, and we were tied at 2 after Texas went back-to-back in the home first. The A's right away in the top of the second did their own back-to-back version for Murphy and Brown, and we were 2-2 in the top of the second. It stayed a 2 2 ball game until the fourth. Two outs, nobody on, and Jed Lowry gave the A's the
6: lead. And the pitch, a swing, and a fly ball to right. Back is Dahl to the track at the wall. Jumps, and it will go. Jed Lowry hits it out, his ninth of the year. Just enough over the glove of the right fielder, and the A's take a 3 2 lead. Jed Lowry finding the power bat again as he connects on his third home run against Texas Pitching. All solos today, three for the A's and two for the Rangers and a 3-2 athletics
3: advantage. Yeah, last 14 games he's batting around 375 with four home runs, and he's been a big story for the A's this year.
2: So the ninth for Lowry and a 3-2 lead for the A's, and it carried all the way until the bottom of the eighth inning. As James Caprillion didn't have his A stuff today, but he found a way to battle through. As then it was Caprillion turning over to Daly's Guerra. Yusmero Petit both did really good jobs out of the bullpen. Then Jake Diekman ran into trouble in the eighth inning, trying to protect a one run lead, a leadoff walk to what we have to call him Nathaniel Lowe now for the Texas Rangers after Garcia struck out, a walk to Gallo, and then Jonah Heim, the former athletic, tied the game.
3: Dickman peering in, now is at the belt. And the one-two pitch to Heim, here it is, swung on and hit, into right for a base hit. White's around third, up of the ball is Brown, the throw comes back to the infield, White has scored, that ties the game at 3-3. Jonah Heim goes the other way against his former club. He scores White from second. Gallo goes from first to third. Holding it first with a single is Heim. And it's 3-3 in the bottom of the eighth. And still just one away.
2: So the RBI single by Heim. And it was 3-3. Bob Melvin going to the bullpen for Lou Trevino to try to wiggle out of it and keep it a 3-3 game. And he was able to do it getting a strikeout of Andy Banez and then a ground out from Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. And it was 3-3 after eight. Stayed that way until the 10th, and the A's reclaimed the lead thanks to an error in the inning, which helped the A's. Two on, two out, and
6: Ramon Laureano at the plate. 2-2 on the way. Swing and a ground ball, deep short, knocked down by Kyner Falefa. Has no play, and for the A's in the score on it is Sean Murphy, and it's a 4-3 Oakland lead. Laureano with a sharp ground ball to deep short gets his 31st RBI. As Murphy is home, Piscotty goes to third base. And the second hit today for Loreano. So the infield
2: hit, Loriano gives the A's the lead at 4-3. And then to the bottom of the 10th with J.B. Wendelkin taking over on the mound. The zombie runner, as Vince calls him, was White at second base. Is Eli White out there after Garcia flew out? And then a walk to Gallo putting two on for Texas. It was Haim again that came through for the Texas Rangers.
6: Haim taking a little extra time. Now stands back in. You know, Gallows an above-average runner, too, at first base. Steps away, a short lead. Here comes a 3-0. He's got a green light, pulls another ground off the body of Wilson. Goes to second for one. They get the force there, but in the score on the play is wide, and we're tied at four. Jacob Wilson with his first chance to maybe end the game with a 4-6-3 double play. The ball kicks off his glove. Incoming the score is white, and we're tied again. So initially the official score had ruled out an error against Jacob Wilson of the A's
2: and then changed it later to an infield hit, but that brought in the run, and Texas pulled even, and there were still two on with one out, but when Delkin was able to get out of it, a double play ball off the bat of Andy Ibanez, And we were 4-4 to the 11th. And then the A's broke it open. In the top of the 11th inning, Elvis Andrews was the runner at second base. Matt Olson was walked by Spencer Patton. So there was two on for the A's after Matt Chapman struck out. Jed Lowry came through again.
3: And here's the pitch, and it's swung on a ground ball into right field for a hit. Here's Elvis around third coming to the plate, and the throw to the plate in, and the slider, and he's safe. And the A's take the lead. It's 5 4 A's. And Olson goes from first to third, and Lowry comes through once again for the Athletics. A ground ball through the right side hole, and it turned into a, a pretty close play at the plate. With White, the right fielder coming up, throwing, and Elvis sliding in with the A's fifth run. So a run for the A's, and they were not done
2: in the top half of the 11th inning. There were runners aboard for Sean Murphy, and Murphy grounded out, but then a wild pitch from Patton brought in Matt Olson, and the A's had a two-run lead with Jed Lowry at second base and two outs. Steven Piscotty put an exclamation point on the top of the 11th.
3: And the pitch to Piscotty. It's an 0-1. It's on the way. And he swings and drives one to deep left field. Way back. Headed for the wall. And gone in the second deck. Steven Piscotty breaks it open with a second deck home run in Arlington. In the top of the 11th inning, that's a two-run shot. And the Athletics have taken an 8-4 lead.
2: So for Piscotty, his first home run in nearly two months, his fifth of the year, and that made it a four-run top of the 11th and an 8-4 lead for the A's when Delkin would work a scoreless bottom of the 11th, and the A's an 8-4 win over the Texas Rangers in 11. Eight runs, nine hits, no errors, five left. For Texas, four runs, six hits with an error, 11 runners left aboard. When Delkin, the winner, 2-1 and over Patton, takes the loss, he is 0-1. Three hours, 55 minutes to play it in front of 30,030 at Globe Life Field this afternoon-slash-late afternoon, early evening. The A's hit four home runs in the game. Sean Murphy, his 11th, Seth Brown, number 10, the 9th for Jed Lowry, and Steven Piscotty hitting his 5th of the season. A couple of homers for Texas, number 22 for Adelise Garcia, and the 24th for Joey Gallo. 8-4, the A's with the win, Eight three three six two five two two seven eight to join us on the A's clubhouse show to talk about this win, and as we're taking you up until the All Star break, the finale of the quote unquote first half tomorrow will wrap up the series with the Texas Rangers, and also Vince will have Jed Lowry coming up. That's all straight ahead as the A's clubhouse show continues. Eight four, the A's win it in eleven on the Oakland A's radio network.
7: No matter what's ahead, you count on family. And Northern California families count on Honda. Fuel efficient with high tech safety features like Honda Sensing and Apple CarPlay. Plus legendary dependability you can pass down from one generation to the next. Right now, get an exceptional deal on a new Accord at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Around here, people count on two things family and Honda. Ask anyone who owns a Honda.
9: You know you want that smoky, tangy, sweet, and spicy sauced and tossed Wingstop. But it's only fourth period, and you have to teach English to a bunch of kids all afternoon. But don't let that stop you from enjoying those juicy boneless wings. Why not just pop in that Romeo and Juliet DVD, kick up your feet, and click order now. Shakespeare can take it from here. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Get the Big Night In bundle at wingstop.com. 25 boneless wings for $16.99 at participating locations only.
10: The A's will jumpstart the second half of their season on Friday, July 16th, with a three-game weekend series against the Cleveland Indians. Don't miss your chance to cheer on the athletics as Oakland continues their push to the postseason.
3: To to right he ties the game in the
9: bottom of the ninth.
10: Enjoy the summer glow of the Coliseum starting on July 16th. Grab your tickets today at athleticscom tickets.
4: You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show.
2: Much needed victory for the Oakland A's today in Texas against the Rangers. 8-4 in 11. The A's get it done, getting four in the top half of the 11th inning. J.B. Wendelkin pitches the final couple of innings to preserve the win for the A's to even this series. And the series concludes tomorrow, Game 3. Of the series with the Rangers, and also it is the finale before the All-Star break for the A's. Wrapping up this Texas two-stop road trip after losing two out of three in Houston, the A's have a chance to win two out of three in Arlington against the Rangers. First pitch, 11.35 tomorrow morning, which means we will start everything on A's total access on A's cast beginning at 10.35, and then we'll take you up until Chris Bassett making the start, the newly named All-Star for the Oakland A's. Bassett, 9-2. and two. And a 3.41 ERA, Bassett will take on the lefty, Colby Allard, making the start for Texas, 2-5, and five and at 3.45 ERA. And that will wrap it up. And then the A's are off until Friday when they open up a homestand at the Coliseum with three against the Indians and then a couple against the Angels before hitting the road, going to Seattle, San Diego, and Anaheim on the next road trip for the A's. So a critical stretch. Coming up, and the A's would love to get some momentum heading into the All-Star break, feeling good for a few days before everybody coming back to the Coliseum to kick off the quote-unquote second half on Friday against the Cleveland Indians and in a three-game set against Terry Francona's team beginning Friday night, 6.40 at the Coliseum. A couple of day games, one oh seven both Saturday and Sunday. Then the Angels are in for two on Monday, uh, July 19th at 6.40 at 6.40. And then a 12:37 matinee on Tuesday, the 20th, before hitting the road to begin that tough road trip, which is a 10-game, three-city road trip: four in Seattle, two in San Diego, and then four in Southern California against the Angels. The number to reach us here on the A's clubhouse show: love to hear from you, Roxy Bernstein, in for Chris Townsend. One eight three three six two five two two. Seven eight eight three three six two five two two seven eight We'll hear from you coming up shortly, but Vince Catronio catching up with one of the offensive heroes for the A's a big day for Jed Lowry at the plate including a big home run early and a huge single in part of that four run eleventh inning and here is Vince with the a's second baseman slash d h Jed Lowry
6: well the athletics victorious today took extra innings they won it in eleven eight to four. Home run, single, double, including the game-winning hit for the A's in the 11th inning. Jed Lowry joins us. Jed, I mean, these games have been tearing your hearts out. Coming down to the end, low-scoring games, and trying to post these victories and get on a run. What kind of a game was today?
11: I think it was a uh, it was a big win for us. Um, you know, we busted out there in the uh, in the top of the 11th or whatever it was, and um, you know that. that to your point earlier about playing these close games, it's all you can really ask for, right? Is to to be in every single game, and I, I don't think uh, I, I don't think we've been out of many of these games. We just you know either haven't gotten uh, haven't gotten the big hit or um, you know just given up one too many, and and that's part of the baseball season, and, and you just keep grinding along.
6: What was the reaction like after the Rangers hit back to back home runs in the first, and the A's turned right right back around and give it back to them?
11: Yeah, no, I, I mean I think it was. Uh, uh, it's it's a little deflating to go out there and, you know, give up uh, two home runs uh, in, in the first, but the guys responded and then Cap did a great job and, and really shut the door. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that was a big response for us and then even bigger by Cap stepping up and, uh, you know, giving us the work that he did.
6: You had your ninth home run today and you're in a really good stretch right now. Is there anything, you know, what's good about the way you feel at the, at the plate because you hit right-handed and left-handed And you, you seem to be seeing the ball really well.
11: Yeah, once, once again, right, like the, the ebbs and flows of the season, you know, you just kind of just kind of have to go along with it. Um, I I love the motto we have this year, ride the wave, because I think that, uh, I think that perfectly sums up the baseball season and um, you know, I, I, to quote uh, Johnny cash, right? Steady, like a train, sharp, like a razor. So, uh, you know, you just try to stay as sharp as you can and just stay as consistent as you can.
6: Didn't know I was talking with Casey Kasem today, but that's a good thing. You're at bat in the 11th inning. You are among the best in the league with runners in scoring position. What is it that works for you in terms of stepping in the box and being ready for that situation and just allowing the situation to play out?
11: Yeah, I think just, uh, you know, simplifying everything and, um, you know, not, you know, I guess digesting the, the, the moment and, you know, understanding what, uh, what needs to be done and, and then just, you know, working to get a good pitch uh, to, to do what you're trying to do and, um, you know, trust that the work you put in, uh, you can uh, go up there and, and get a good swing off.
6: One game left, but I understand, you know, every player understand that the break is there for a reason. How important will the break be for, for you personally and for the ball club in general?
11: Yeah, no, I, I mean it's uh, we're at that point of the season where it'll be nice to have uh, nice to have a few days off, um, let everybody take both the mental and physical um, break from the game and and refresh. Um, but you know we got one more, like you said, um, so we'll we'll dial it up tomorrow and and um, hopefully take some momentum into the break. Always appreciate it, Jed. Thank you. Thanks, Vince. Roxy, back to you. All right, Vince. Jed Lowry, a three
2: hit day for the A's, including that home run in the fourth, a double in the seventh, and the RBI single scoring a run as well in the four run, 11th, 8-4. The A's get the victory in Texas to even the series. one 625 2278 is the number to join us here on the A's Clubhouse Show. 833-625-2278. Roxy Bernstein in for Chris Townsend. By the way, updating you on that game in Houston. Garrett Cole is still not allowed a hit. They are in the bottom of the fifth inning. Yankees won. Astros nothing on a home run by Aaron Judge. And going for the Astros today on the mound is Zach Greinke. But he was lifted after four, so you wonder if something's going on with Granke. And then Christian Javier is taken over in the ball game. Greinke throwing 65 pitches in four innings so you wonder if there's something up with Zach Greinke, which would not be good for the Houston Astros. So one nothing lead again for the Yankees. Bottom of the fifth there at Minute Maid Park. Eight three three six two five twenty two seventy eight. Let's hit the phones. Let's lead it off in Oakland. Eleanor's gone. Scott, she's gone. She held all this time. Eleanor, I don't know what happened. Your line dropped. Call back. Let's head down to the South Bay in San Jose. Rob, Rob, you're actually leading us off. We thought it was going to be Eleanor, but it's Rob in Amazing. San Jose. What's up?
12: No no gag order on Rob from San Jose today. <laughs> Thanks, Roxy. you love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Let's take a tournament of any type poker tournament. You know, I think putting a man at first, you know, it kind of cheapens what it takes to get to first or second by putting a man on second by the 10th inning. I, I wish – Baseball, maybe this is a Hegelian uh, practice with with the extreme put him in second, but I think we need to get a sense of urgency, figuring out uh, not cheapening what you know what it takes to even get to the end of these games where you're burning a starter, you're burning all this pitching, and then it's you know to get a guy on first is a big deal. And these are pro athletes pitching, you know, the pitching is uh, pro hitters, and you know just giving them you know you know cutting the diamond in half and just making it a ninety degrees situation to get home is I think a little too much instant jeopardy uh, by the 10th inning. I could stand a little bit more of a graduation to uh, make this, you know, wind up to where, you know, your wagers are now being, you know, you're, they're forcing hands. I think they force it too soon with this scenario. I think it's a little bit of an insult to the overall athleticism of the game and sportsmanship to, to get there. I don't know what you feel about that.
2: You um, know, I, I'm with Rock you, Dale. Rob. I, I'm not initially, look, I understood why we put it in for last year right, and, and, and also the seven-inning doubleheaders. Those are a couple of things that, look, I think the novelty of the putting the runner at second base to start, I understood it, but I think there's got to be a better solution than this because all of a sudden I, it, it it is having that effect. We are getting games shortened, and that is happening. But also at the same time, it's such a disadvantage where you are in the lineup. I mean, I get it. It's baseball. Things happen. But uh, I, I think first base could be a better solution. I, I do uh, see where you're getting at with that, Rob. But the, the one that really bothers me more is the seven-inning doubleheaders. Where, well, okay, last know, year is... but last year you want to limit the time you're at the ballpark, right? The, the possibility. Yeah, the COVID thing. Exactly. And being around other people. Where – I think now you can go back to regular doubleheaders and regular games and nine-inning baseball games. As they were talking about during the broadcast today, Vince and Ken, that with all the doubleheaders that the Mets are going to be playing, they're essentially going to be, what, six games short technically by innings, if you will, um, because of all the doubleheaders and makeups that they have. And I I just think you're shortchanging the game, and rosters are built – to play nine innings, that's what players are accustomed to. And doubleheaders, I think, should go back to being nine-inning doubleheaders. And, like, for example, earlier this season, all right, if you're counting seven-inning games, then why wasn't Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning no-hitter counted as a no-hitter? If you're counting a seven-inning game as a baseball game and a completed game, then why isn't a seven-inning no-hitter called a no-hitter? That one just really frustrated me that's probably the, the biggest gripe i have with the way baseball is set up right now is i'm not a fan of the seven inning game and then hmm. for example the the seven inning no hitter that wasn't technically a no hitter
12: well yeah and also advantage maybe even a, a team that doesn't even deserve to win you know is now the what the the it's what is it the away team has an advantage over the home team because they're the first team to get a guy placed at the right angle right Of the diamond, and um, I mean, all it takes is a base hit. I mean, you know, that's it's kind of cheap. Literally cheapens everybody's overall accomplishments. You know, I know that the it's fun to get spoilers. You know, when they're young and uh, maybe you know, give that team a win. You know, consolation prize. You know, you got one of our team that's got you know way more moxie and has got their stuff together. But it's I don't think it's. I think it's going to create a lot of, you know, a form of ambiguity that that is going to get people swinging to the negative of the anxiety that it gives them and they're going to get turned off by it. You know, unless you've got people who are just time freaks. And uh I don't think that that's that that can be so overplayed because there's so much else about baseball that we need to focus on.
2: Yeah, than just and, time. And I, it's good stuff. Rob. appreciate the phone call. Opens yeah. up a line at 833-625 Two two seven eight. Roxy Bernstein in for Chris Townsend as uh, the A's get the win in eleven today by a score of eight to four, and the A's now eleven games over fifty-one and forty. Also paying attention, the Yankees still leading Houston one nothing. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning as Garrett Cole has given up a hit, so the uh, Astros do have a runner aboard and the lone hit by Abraham Toro, the third baseman for Houston, coming against Garrett Cole one nothing. Bottom five, Yankees over Houston. Let's hit the phones. Let's go to the North Bay. Up to Santa Rosa, Mary. You're next up here on the Ace Clubhouse Show.
13: Hey, hi there, Roxy. How you doing? Hi,
2: Mary. I'm doing great. You?
13: Good. I'm doing fantastic. Hey, um, I'm going to digress from what I initially want to talk about because I want to agree with you about the uh, the zombie run around second. It's it's rubbish. I don't like it at all. And uh, the seven inning um, double headers. That's rubbish as well. I mean, it just takes away from the integrity of the game. And as a fan, um, I think that it really um, it's, it really puts teams at a disadvantage, and sometimes it puts teams that don't deserve it at an advantage. So I just don't like it all the way around. Garbage. It's got to go. Okay, now to my original point. Mm-hmm. So, Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry is my favorite athletic. I just I, I love the man, and uh, my daughter and I have both been in love with him. She's 20 now. Uh, she fell in love with him in 2012. He signed a ball for her at the Coliseum. And uh, we have been following him for uh, quite a while now. And uh, today he was just clutch. And uh, it, it really took the veteran hitters on our team to really solidify that game in the 11th inning as hard as the rest of the game was. That 11th inning was just gold. And uh, so anyhow, props to Jed. He's awesome. And props to Piscotti. Uh, and the two Stanford alumni, which I love. I think that's just really phenomenal that we've got some <clears throat> really smart guys on the team. And when it comes down to crunch time, these guys really want to win. And they have just brought so much to this team. And I'm really glad that Steven's wrist is better. I mean, only a couple home runs in a couple of months. That's not great, but you know what? When it counted, today he delivered. So I'm really happy because I've got to tell you that the last couple of weeks, actually the last month, since Can of the Banana has been gone, I have been having a really hard time listening and watching the games. And I don't watch. I, I listen. I'm a I'm a big radio fan. And the dulcet tones of Ken Korak and Vince are just – and Ray, when he's on, are spectacular. Um, props to them. They're great. And I also want to say that I'm really enjoying listening to you. I have not heard you before. Um, I think you're phenomenal. And I, I hope you get some more time on the air. And one <laughs> Thank last you. thing. Yes. Jed's Jed's expression to the umpire with that really poorly called strike, as you will. Um, My dad was a Navy pilot, and, you know, the Navy's big on acronyms. So anyhow, um, what Jed gave the ump was what we call a YGBSM. It's the you gotta be me. That's the look. (laughs) That's what happened.
6: (laughs)
2: Yeah. Jed's got that
13: look down pat, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He is, yeah, and, you know, just on a a strictly female side of things, my daughter and I refer to him as hotness because the the dude is just damn good looking. Um, But he's a fine ball player, so it's not just the physical we're attracted to. He's got a brain. (laughs) He's got looks. He's got a swinging bat. We love the Lowry here in this household in the North Bay. And you know what? Um, Thanks for being on the air today, Roxy. I appreciate it. Hope I get to talk to you again. Have a great day. You
2: got it, Mary. Thanks for chiming in. And, yeah, I guess in a day like today, even this Cal guy, can put up with the Stanford guys coming through in the 11th inning for the Oakland A's and I'm sure Bob Melvin who's along the similar lines as me <laughs> can can also appreciate uh those guys coming through in that 4 run 11th inning getting the A's the victory. 8336252278 Scott who's up next in Nevada? Nate in Nevada was staying in the North Bay. Nate, welcome hey, to the Roxy. A's Clubhouse show.
14: Thank you. Thank you. Good to hear your voice again. We've we've chatted a few times. It's been a bit
2: yeah, um, it has. Yeah, gut, you know, Townie is not taken many days off. You know, he, he's thinking yeah. he's Cal Ripken now. He's gonna he's gonna play every day.
14: Everybody needs some days off. I, I know that from personal experience, and I'm semi-retired. So, but hey, um, gut check win of a uh, gut check win. I mean, I just listened to the whole game, and I was like, I say, my gut was there for for it. I have some a couple of questions though. So the tenth inning. Okay, okay. And I would never ever try and second guess Bob Melvin, but okay. So Sky Wilson tries to put down a you know a sacrifice squeeze and doesn't pull it off. Okay, I get it. He's you know he's hitting about a hundred and he's you know he's filling in. He all right. Those are hard to pull off, but and then Wilson batting for Kemp. That took me by surprise because I don't know anything about Wilson. You know Kemp has been so important for the A's this year. M- maybe you could fill us in a little bit more about Wilson and why you think um, Melvin made that move
2: Well it's, it's a good question Nate because you know I'm thinking along I'm, I'm also playing the manager game from my house as well watching this unfold and look I'll come to this without talking to Bob and just but knowing how Bob thinks and he works a, a ball game, I think he played the left right matchup and played the splits. so Rodriguez being a left-handed pitcher on the mound for Texas. And Kemp being a left-handed batter, I think he wanted to have the right-handed stick up there in that situation. So he sends Wilson up for his first major league at bat. And, look, if Sky Bolt gets a better bunt down, then that could be the lead right there, right? Because then you're looking at a potential safety squeeze. But because the bunt was directed right back toward the mound, it didn't give the opportunity for the run to come in right there and so Murphy had to stay at third base when that bunt was put down a little too sharply, I think, back toward the mound. If Bolt gets that bunt angled a little bit, whether it's the first base or third base line, I think it's more likely you see that run score. Luckily for the A's, Loriana would come through with that infield hit and yeah. bring that run in to give the A's the lead there in the top of the 10th inning. But if it had been a better position bunt, maybe it could have been a bigger inning. It didn't work out that way and the runner did advance to second, so he had second and third. Then I think it's because Wilson, who's also an infielder, can play second base. That's why Bob didn't want to have to make two moves in hitting for Kemp, so he wanted to save maybe Frank Schwindel for later for a different opportunity. But I think for me, Nate, it was the left-right split that Kemp hasn't yeah. been as hot recently than he, he had been. If he was swinging the bat like he was, what, a couple of weeks ago, he mm-hmm. maybe stays with him, but because I, I think some of the struggles that, that Kemp has had recently, I think that precipitated mm-hmm. the move and why he pinched hit Wilson in that spot.
14: Yeah. Okay, thanks. For that. that that makes complete sense. And, yeah, I, one thing I love about Melvin, he just, he just knows who's hot and who's not. I mean, he doesn't have to just look at the numbers. He just says, okay, yeah. So what, what you said – would, would explain everything. Do you think Wilson might be with the club for a bit? Do, do you see him as a platoon player, you know, playing fairly often? Or
2: Look, I, we haven't seen much of him, and this was his major league debut today, but he was swinging yeah. the bat pretty well down in Vegas at AAA. For okay. me, I, I look at the roster, Nate, and how it shapes, shakes out, right? He Wilson's definitely here tomorrow. And then as this thing progresses into next week, you're hoping to have Mark Canna back on Friday, right? So if Kanek can okay. come back, that's going to force the A's to make a roster move. One of these guys is going to have to go down, whether it's Wilson, whether it's Twindell. We'll see in which direction the A's want to go in, but there certainly will have to be a corresponding move should Mark Kanek come back. And then you're wondering, okay, what what's Mitch Moreland's situation, right? We don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. He's just on the injured list, and, and no reason is given. I, yeah. I don't know the situation. Right. Could he be back Friday? I guess, but I'm not anticipating that, but you never know. So with these moves coming up, potentially, okay, if Cannon comes back, somebody's going to have to go down. If Moreland can come back at some point soon, somebody else is going to have to go down. So I just Mm -hmm. think, Nate, it's a numbers game, right? And that's the way it's going to shape out. And when you have Kemp, who's versatile, can play second base, you have lowry who obviously could play second base looks like chad pinder's mm-hmm. out for a bit but he's certainly a versatile mm-hmm. guy but you look at the positions of need and i think that's where they'll have to take a hard look and see exactly what will transpire as far as that corresponding move
14: yeah that makes absolute sense and of course that begs the even bigger question which you know would be for someone else to ask in a week or two about the trade deadline but that's uh Yeah,
2: (laughs) You know, there's a lot of stuff coming up, Nate. And not just, okay, the deadlines, trade deadlines coming up in about three weeks. You also have the draft coming up tomorrow. Look, none of these players in the draft are going to be able to help you this year. I'll tell you what, though. If you've seen Jack Leiter, Al Leiter's kid, pitch for Vanderbilt this year, it wouldn't shock me if he was up in the major leagues before the end of the year. I think the kid is that good. Um, Wow. He's going to go top five, top six picks. Uh, We'll see how it shapes out. You look at him and his teammate at Vanderbilt, Kumar Rocker, whose dad, Tracy Rocker, played in the NFL as a uh, defensive line coach in the NFL with the Eagles right now. Uh, 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 between the two, if if I'm making the pick, uh, it's it's no no doubter for me I'm taking Jack Leiter. But I've seen a lot of people have Rocker ahead of him, so we'll, we'll see how this thing plays out. But he's, he's a guy that I think could help somebody before the end of the year. Uh, but – who knows what the situation will be. But, yes, the draft coming up tomorrow, and keep in mind, it's not 40 rounds like it used to be. It's only 20 now. But in all likelihood, whoever the A's draft, you know, because the A's are picking in the latter half of the first round, it's not going to be somebody who's going to be here for at least two, three years to help you.
14: Yeah, that makes sense, right? So they just yep. got the people that they do and some people that they can bring up from A, and then maybe a trade acquisition. Yeah, I have confidence. I, I I think they'll scrap all the way to the end of the season. Maybe they'll be scrapping for the wild card instead of the division uh, championship. But hey, you know, I I don't see them bowing out. Um, oh, no, no,
2: not this squad. Even with the struggles they've had recently, dealing with some of the injuries, and let's face it, they're limping into the All Star break right now. They're just yeah, you know, just trying to get there and then recharge the batteries for the second half. And I think the break's coming at a good time for the A's, and if they can win tomorrow, gives them some momentum heading into the second half of the year. Nate, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for chiming in.
14: My pleasure. Thanks, Rocky.
2: Triple eight, or rather eight three three, I should say All two two seven eight. All right, Scott. Since you know this is my first go around this year, filling in for Uncle Townie, we got to take a break. What we okay? You, you, we got to take a break. Is nine sixty dropping now? Okay. So if you want to continue listening to the Ace Clubhouse show, get to a's Cast, go there, as Townie likes to say, the number one downloaded podcast in all of Major League Baseball. Over 3 million and counting. So go to a's Cast. We'll continue with the Clubhouse show following an 8-4 to victory over the Texas Rangers as we continue here on the Ace Clubhouse show along AceCast, along the Oakland A's radio network.
3: The 0 1 pitch on the way is swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Gispremsky will turn and watch, and the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show.
2: We're continuing on A's Cast and the A's Clubhouse Show. Roxy Bernstein in for Chris Townsend. I'll be with you tomorrow as well as Townie is on vacation. Heading into the all-star break. And then I'll, I'll have Ace Cast live for you next Friday from the Coliseum as we start the second half with the Cleveland Indians. And then I'll have next Saturday as well, and Uncle Tony will be back next Sunday when he gets back from his trip. And he can send me back to doing what I need to do, and he can get back to doing what he does. And that's being the voice and the grandmaster here of Ace Cast and Ace Cast Live one nothing. the Yankees still leading Houston, so the A's are keeping an eye on that ball game. They're in the sixth inning there at Minute Maid Park in Houston, a home run by Aaron Judge. And around baseball today, we saw a number of All-Stars getting replaced, some selections including Chris Bassett being chosen now to go to the All-Star game. And Bassett, again, will indeed start tomorrow for the Oakland A's, but some injury news around baseball. And I don't know if any of you saw the Ronald Acuna Jr. injury in Miami today. But it was painful to watch that. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., one of the great young stars in the game, certainly plays the game with high energy and flash and likes to showboat a little bit, which is fine. And he brings entertainment. He brings color to the game. And he's certainly a, a player that commands your respect as his ability to play and also commands your eyeballs as well because of the amazing things he can do on the field. But he had a terrible injury today. He was going after a ball in the outfield there in Miami and at Marlins Park and in right field. An awkward landing on the warning track, chasing after a fly ball, and he had to be carted off. You could see the pain that he was in, the frustration, the discomfort, and it did not look good for Ronald Acuna Jr. There's still no word yet uh, about the extent of the injury to Acuna But it did not look good at all. The medical staff, Brian Snitker, the manager of the Braves, came racing out right away to check on Acuna, who was carted all the way from the right field corner to the first base dugout, which is the dugout occupied by the home team. And the medical staff and uh, as well as some emergency workers there helped Acuna from the field. He had to be carried up the tunnel to the clubhouse and to get further examination on the injury. It appeared to his right foot, and he was in some distress and in real pain. You just hope for the best for Ronald Acuna, who had a really interesting weekend. And, look, this stinks. This sucks that it happened to him and one of the bright young stars of the game. But he was involved in a situation yesterday where he got hit by a pitch. And, look, he's been hit by, I think, the Marlins seven times already this year. And so the frustration was already there. Look, it was a breaking ball. It wasn't intentional. That was clear. But I get the frustration that he had in terms of heading out toward the mound, barking at the Marlins pitcher. Jorge Alfaro, the catcher for Miami, had to restrain him. And I I think it had been building, unfortunately, for Acuna, considering the number of times he was hit by the Marlins so far this year. And this, this is nothing new as far as him and the Marlins going at each other. It's been going on for a couple of years now, and I think it got to a boiling point, even though I think everybody, even Acuna, would admit that there was no intent. There was not an intentional hit-by-pitch to him the other day. But when it keeps happening over and over and over again, you can understand his frustration and why he was upset. But you're really hoping for the best right now. Send your thoughts to Ronald Acuna Jr. He could use him because the injury looked pretty bad for the Braves' young star and – It really is a shame to see that to anybody, but especially somebody of the stature of Ronald Acuna Jr. and where he is in the landscape of Major League Baseball right now and one of these stars that we gravitate toward and get to watch. And it stinks because he's going to be out, it looks like, for a significant period of time. And it did not look good for Acuna in Miami today. But we're taking your phone calls here on A's Cast and the A's Clubhouse Show, 833-625-2278. After the A's get a big win against the Texas Rangers and a a much needed win, because the way yes there was a lot of frustration the way you lost the ball lost the ball game yesterday because of look the lack of offense and the margin for error for the A's has been really thin as of late, and so every run right now gets accentuated because of. The A struggles with runners in scoring position other than Jed Lowry. So it was a ball game today where you just needed to have a good feeling after the frustration of last night and the tough loss. Look, last night you hit a number of balls on the screws. You barreled some bats up last night and some baseballs, and you just couldn't find holes, and you couldn't get those balls just to go through, right? You had – in the first, Ramon Loriano last night leads off the game with a single. And then Elvis Andrews, the runner going, hits a bullet right at Joey Gallo and Wright, who doubles off Loriano. And that's the way your ball game begins last night. And then you get to the second inning, and you've got a rally going. Matt Chapman singles, Sean Murphy singles. you got two on, one out. Runners at the corners. And then Seth Brown hits a bullet right at... Andy Bonney at first base ends up being a double play as he doubles off Murphy. And that's what those the first two innings of your game last night. And you're able to have that two nothing lead. And Cole Irvin was cruising a no hitter through five and then unraveled for him in the sixth inning. And the A's look, Sergio Romo came in, did a great job to limit the damage to three runs and you're hoping your offense can come back. And you had that chance right away in the seventh. Now, Three walks in the inning. The A's load the bases last night in the seventh. And with the shift on, Matt Olsen hits a rocket on the ground. What, 110 miles an hour, the ball off the bat. Unfortunately, right into the shift, right at Nick Solak, who throws out Olsen, ends the rally. And unfortunately, that was the way the ball game ended last night. Tough lock for the A's last night because they pitched pretty well and they just could not get, get the hit, even though they I thought they made strong contact Last night, they only struck out seven times last night. There was good contact made by the A's, but it just got away from them last night. But then today, you get down 2 nothing after one inning. You get the back-to-back home runs in the second to tie the game for Murphy and Brown. You take the lead, and then you turn it over to the bullpen, and then Jake Diekman struggles in the eighth. Luckily, Lou Trevino bails you out, but he was able to give up just the one run to limit the damage that Diekman had left for him and then you get to extra innings. You're questioning, okay, what do I have left in my bullpen? You should feel better about your bullpen than Texas's, but th- the way things have been going lately for the A's and how tough the ball games have been, all of these one-run games, all these tight, gut-wrenching ball games the A's have had recently. And you're just wondering, okay, what's going to happen here? And they get that run in the 10th. Luckily, there was an error, and Loriaño comes through with that two-out. Infield hit to bring in the zombie runner Murphy, and the A's had the lead there 4 3. Then JB Wendelkin, a little bit of a jam, did give up that ghost runner, or the zombie runner to score. They didn't get to double play ball to get out of it. Then you're up for four in the 11th, and a much better feeling leaving the ballpark. Getting the win today, knowing you're coming back tomorrow with a chance to win this series, to give you some momentum heading into the break, and then. You can take a step back, and as Jed Lowry talked about with Vince a little while ago, you can refresh, you can reset both mentally and physically, and that's what the A's will try to do when they host the Indians in the homestand starting. A five-game homestand starting at the Coliseum Friday with the Cleveland Indians. 833-625-2278, it is the A's Clubhouse show. Roxy Bernstein in for Chris Townsend here in A's Cast. As we continue, we'll hear from the A's Clubhouse and much more as we continue on the A's clubhouse show. In 11, Oakland eight, Texas 4. This is the home for A's baseball, A's cast.
10: Hey, A's fans, want to get away? Southwest Airlines has you covered. Southwest Airlines offers direct flights from Oakland to Hawaii where you can catch some rays, ride the waves, or relax on the beach. Not a Rapid Rewards member? Sign up for free today to earn points when you fly. Learn more at southwest.com, Southwest Airlines, an official partner of the Open Days.
7: Ready for your next road trip? Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts to get everything you need to stay safe while traveling. Visibility on the road is so important and so easy to achieve. Get your windshield streak-free and crystal clear with Blue Magic Glass Cleaner. On sale now, two for $5. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Oh,
14: oh, oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>
6: At Boot Barn, we take work boots seriously. We know that American-made boots have unmatched quality and craftsmanship, and Thorogood has been constructing job-fitted boots durably made in the USA since 1892. Not only built with the best materials, but their boots include the latest tested and certified comfort and safety features to support the toughest of workers. For specialized boots made in America, Thorogood at Boot Barn.
7: Remember your kids' first bike ride? You were filled with pride and terror. Now she's 16 on her first solo drive, but this time in a Honda Civic, packed with Honda Sensing safety features and Apple CarPlay so she can check in. Just like we agreed, right young lady? Right now, get a great deal on a new Civic at your Northern California Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask
15: anyone who owns a Honda. Honda. If the pandemic's taught us anything, it's that the easiest way for germs to get into your body is the nose. We all know how to wash our hands, but how do you clean your nose? For over 2 million Americans, the answer is Navage Nasal Care. Navaj uses powered suction to flush out allergens, mucus, and germs that cause congestion, colds, and flu so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. Better yet, Navaj is all-natural and drug-free. That's why one of America's top respiratory hospitals recommends nasal irrigation to stay healthy, explaining that bacteria and viruses thrive in warm and moist environments and that you can wash away those germs so they don't make your nose their home. Experience Navage at zero risk. Go to Navaj.com, buy Navaj, and use it for a month. If you're not delighted, return it for a full refund. There's nothing to lose and a lifetime of better breathing to gain. Also available at Target, Walgreens, CVS, Bed Bath, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E.
5: For all your building and remodeling needs,
4: this is A's Clubhouse.
2: We continue on the A's Clubhouse show here on A's Cast. Roxy Bernstein with you, 833 625 2278 is the number in 11. The A's they score four times in the top 11, and Oakland wins at 8 4 in Texas against the Rangers to even this series at a game apiece. Bassett and Allard tomorrow to wrap up the series and the first half from Texas, 11:35 a.m. Pacific with the first pitch. We'll have the A's Total Access show beginning at 10:35 on A's Cast and the Oakland A's radio network. A big day also in baseball tomorrow, as it's the amateur draft is taking place. Pushed back a little later this year. And again, it's only going to be 20 rounds as opposed to the 40 we've seen in previous years. But they'll get through day one tomorrow as the A's will pick in the latter half of the first round. But if you want to sound smart tomorrow, you're, you're talking some draft. You know, you get together with some buddies for breakfast or lunch. And you're talking about the draft. And let's face it, a lot of people don't know about these amateur prospects. I happen to because... Those who are familiar with me know I call a lot of college baseball for ESPN as well as the Pac-12 Network, so I've seen a bunch of these people, and I've read up on the draft prospects a lot. If you want to sound smart tomorrow, a couple Bay Area guys to keep an eye on that could go on the first day of the draft. Brendan Beck, starter from Stanford. His older brother Tristan is a top prospect with the Braves, was a fourth-round pick out of Stanford back in 2018. Well, Brendan Beck is the younger brother of Tristan Beck who really emerged this year's velocity up to 96, was Pac-12 Pitcher of the Year. Um, was a great curveball, outstanding command. I think he's a guy that will be a lot of interest to people, uh, could have a, a quick rise to the minor leagues. He's a guy to keep an eye on. St. Mary's left-hander, Kai Bush, an interesting story. Started his career at Washington State, really struggled, went to a junior college or went to the smaller route, and then came went to Central Arkansas, I believe, which is a Division One school. And then he came back out to the West Coast in St. Mary's, a big physical lefty, six foot six, two hundred forty pounds, has a power fastball, sits 93, 94 even late in games, can run it up there to ninety six, has an impressive slider, um, a change up that is a really good pitch as well. So I think he's a guy as well. So two Bay Area guys to keep an eye on that will go early in the draft. And then one of the bats, for some reason, that if you look at the Athletic and their recent projection and the way they see the first round playing out, and a guy that they have drawn a connection to with the A's is Wright State. Yes, Wright State second baseman Tyler Black. Ty Black, who's moved up the charts recently, one of the top second base prospects in this draft, a native of Ontario, Canada believe it or not, you probably believe it, was a hockey standout in high school. Was a tremendous hockey player, has great athleticism, that transferred over to the Diamond, but really has shown and flourished as a second baseman at Wright State. Um, can steal bases. He walked more than he struck out this year. I think that's one of the reasons why people are trying to connect the dots to the A's. But in one of the projections that the Athletic did that they could see him being the A's pick there when the A's pick, I believe, it was what 25 is when they're going in the first round. But the draft will be tomorrow evening, so keep an eye on that. A busy few days for Eric Kubota, the A's scouting department, in conjunction, of course, with David Forrest, the A's general manager, and Billy Bean, the A's president of baseball operations. But they get a win today and a much-needed victory for the Oakland A's who even the series with the Texas Rangers, and they did it. Had to go extra innings to do it, but they got it. Here are the final totals again for today's ballgame for the A's. Eight runs, nine hits, no errors. They left five. For the Rangers, four runs, six hits with an error, 11 runners left aboard. J.B. Wendelkin gets the win. He is 2-1. and one. The loss goes to Spencer Patton. For Texas, he is 0-1. Time of the game, three hours, 55 minutes in front of 30,030 at Globe Life Field today. Six home runs total were hit. Four by the A's. Sean Murphy hit his 11th, number 10 for Seth Brown. Jed Lowry hit his 9th, and Steven Piscotti his first since mid-May in a big two-run blast in that four-run 11th, his fifth of the year. Texas went back-to-back in the first inning. Adeliz Garcia, his 22nd, and Joey Gallo hitting number 24. We wrap up the series in first half tomorrow. So join us right here on A's Cast for A's total access beginning at 10.35, taking up until first pitch at 11.35 tomorrow morning. It'll be Chris Bassett, 9-2, the all-star, who was named an all-star today. And a 3.41 ERA. And Bassett will take on the lefty, Colby Allard, 2-5, but an impressive 3.45 ERA for the left-hander for the Texas Rangers. But Bassett, 9-0 in his last 16 starts. And it's a career-best winning streak for him as he has had a brilliant first half. And in two starts against the Rangers this season, 2-0, and with a .64 ERA, would love to keep that going against Texas tomorrow. So we'll have it for you here. Thank you to everybody along A's Radio for making this one possible, especially to Scott Pasarino back in our studios there at A's Network Central. For Ken Korak, Vince Catronio, Ray Fossey, and Chris Townsend, Roxy Bernstein saying thanks for joining us again, the final in 11. It was the A's 8, the Rangers 4. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1035 with A's total access right here on AceCast.
7: When it's a warm day and your car's A.C. is blowing hot air, you need some relief. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and talk to our professional parts people about AC Pro Refrigerant Recharge Kits for your vehicle. Buy now and you'll get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate. Keep cool this summer with AC Pro Refrigerant at O'Reilly Auto Parts. In-store or at O'ReillyAuto.com. O, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
13: So. How can I promote my new curbside pickup service?
0: It's possible with Staples Connect. I need custom floor decals that'll get noticed, not just blocked on. Also possible, Staples Connect can help your business grow with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get $20 off signs, banners, or posters when you spend $75 or more. Explore what's new at your local Staples. Staples Connect, the working and learning store. N731 exclusions apply. Visit staples.com slash signage
9: for details. You know you want that smoky, tangy, sweet, and spicy, sauced and tossed Wingstop. But it's only fourth period, and you have to teach English to a bunch of kids all afternoon. But don't let that stop you from enjoying those juicy boneless wings. Why not just pop in that Romeo and Juliet DVD, kick up your feet, and click order now. Shakespeare can take it from here. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Get the Big Night In bundle at wingstop.com. 25 boneless wings for $16.99 at participating locations only.
1: Okay, ladies, we all know one of the greatest feelings in the world when you get together with a friend and she says, Girl, those pants look amazing on you. Hallelujah. But even though I'm happy dancing inside, I just play it cool and say, Thanks, they're Skechers Go Walk Wear pants. And why do I always get compliments on these casual, athletic, stretchy pants? Because whether I'm hanging with friends or working out, nothing beats the fit, comfort and versatility of Skechers Go Walk Wear. They're made with comfortable Go Flex fabric that has compression and hold, including a double compression waistband. What's that mean? It gives me curves in all the right places and minimizes the spots where I want a little help. And the versatility is incredible. Go Walk Wear pants have four pockets, two back and two side. Plus they're machine washable and come in extended sizes so everyone can look great in these pants. Easy care, easy Wear and made to fit every body. That's the Skechers Go Walk Wear line of pants. Find yours at Skechers.com, a Skechers store, and find retailers everywhere. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show.
3: Bradley going back at the track right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it.